Podcast Answer Man, episode number 424. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, this is Chris Brogan from ChrisBrogan.com, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is The Podcast, devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. You know, a few years ago, one of the things that I wanted to do to take my message, my business, and my life to the next level was to get more involved in public speaking. Specifically, I wanted to become a paid public speaker, and even more specifically than that, I was crazy. I wanted to be known as a keynote speaker. I wanted to be one of those guys who either opens up and officially kicks off the conference to get things started on the right foot, or I wanted to be the guy who would take all the excitement of all the past several days of a conference, and I wanted to be the guy who would close out the event with a keynote address that would inspire people to take action with all that they've picked up over that entire event. And well, I will tell you that I set those as goals and intentions in 2011. It was my goal to become a paid public speaker and a keynote address speaker in 2012. And I did achieve that goal. In fact, I had my first paid speaking gig, which happened to also be an opening keynote address for a conference within a couple months of setting that goal. And you know, there was somebody that once told me, you know, Cliff, you'll never really get paid to speak and you certainly will never get a keynote address unless you have a book. And they said that, you know, you really need to get working on that book if this is something you're serious about. Well, I will tell you that I still today don't have a book. (laughs) It's not that I don't have a book in me. In fact, I have three. And that is something that I'll do to take my message, my business, and my life to the next level at some point in the future. I'm certain that that will happen. However, I did want to speak. I, it's one of the reasons why I love recording audio podcasts instead of writing blog posts all week long. I enjoy speaking. Now, I knew that I wanted to speak and I reached out to everybody that I knew who I felt could add value to my journey. And over the course of the last couple of years, I happened to come across a guy named Grant Baldwin. This is a guy who absolutely makes a living from his public speaking. And just to give you an idea, he's earned over $1 million in speaking fees. And one of the things that I did is I reached out to him and said, hey, Grant, you know, I made it this goal to become a keynote address speaker and and I've got this closing keynote and man, you told me if I ever need anything, I could reach out to you. And I reached out to him and let me just tell you, very generous man with his experience and knowledge. And I knew that for many of you who are listening to Podcast Answer Man on a regular basis, you, for you, one of the things that you want to do to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level is to become a paid public speaker as well. And while I've had some experience in doing that, and I feel like I could add some value, 
The reality is, is that I wanted to bring somebody on board and do a webinar with them and help my audience learn from a wide, vast archive of experience, such as someone like Grant Baldwin would have. So announcement right here, right now, I am going to be doing a webinar next Wednesday, November 11th, and my co-host on this webinar is my friend Grant Baldwin. To sign up for this webinar, what you want to do is you want to go over to podcastanswerman.com slash grant. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash G-R-A-N-T. Now, to give you guys a little bit of a flavor of who Grant is, he's a personal friend of mine, warm, caring, genuine guy, so free-flowing with generosity and information and value. Just to give you a flavor of the type of person that's going to be on this webinar with me, I wanted to invite Grant to come on to the show for a conversation. Now, here in this pre-recorded conversation I'm about ready to share with you, Grant and I did talk a little bit about public speaking. We talk a little bit about the webinar, but we also talk about Grant's journey from paid public speaker into the world of podcaster, and he has had a great experience in the first year of his podcast and just the things that he's achieved. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So there's going to be insights in here for you in this episode, in this interview with Grant about public speaking, but also about his journey and maybe how he's actually been able to network with so many people and how that's benefited him. So there's going to be a lot of value in the conversation itself. But here's what I want to say. If you feel that getting paid speaking gigs, whether it's just a couple per year, or if you actually want to see paid public speaking become a pretty significant stream of income for your business, or for some of you, podcasting maybe is the first step in actually leading to a full-time career in paid public speaking. If that's your goal, any three of those, then you have to claim a spot for this webinar. So again, podcastanswerman.com slash grant. Now, I'm not going to spend any more time here at the open of the show. I've got a pre-recorded interview that I did with Grant, and I'm just going to go ahead and transition on into it right now. So Grant, I am so excited to have you on Podcast Answer Man. Finally, it's been a pleasure to get to know you, my friend. Thank you for coming on to the show. Dude, it is an honor and delight to hang out with you. You're one of my favorite people on the planet, so this will be a lot of fun to, to chat with you and uh, and all of our uh, our listeners hanging out today. You know, this is the first time I think you and I have gotten to connect since the last time we were together, which was at a totally awesome steak restaurant, I think, in Vegas, wasn't it? Dude, that was that was such a fun night. Uh, just you and I having a having a little steak dinner, talking business, talking life. It was great. It was awesome. So, Grant, I wanted to bring you on the show here for a couple reasons, and one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on is to talk about your journey from a paid public speaker into becoming a podcaster. And the, many of my audience actually want to learn how to do the opposite, and we'll get into that. But let's talk about how did you go from paid public speaker, you already had a successful career, but how did you get into the podcasting side of things? Yeah, so the the nutshell is that uh, I used to be a youth pastor, went to Bible college, and was a youth pastor for a little while. That's I thought really that's what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, the church I was at was a decent sized church, it was 1,200, 1,500 people or so. And uh, things that I liked, things that I didn't like about it, but 
my wife and I, we finally decided, okay, I don't know that this is really what we want to do, what we were meant to do for uh, the rest of life. So we, we kind of, once we left that, that position, we're kind of at the drawing board of like, okay, now, now what do we want to do? And I knew that a couple things I felt like I was really good at is I really, I really felt like I was good at speaking. I felt like I was, I was decent at it. I'd done it uh, several times as a youth pastor. I got to speak in big church, you know, on the weekends from time to time and uh, just had a couple opportunities to speak that just went really well and, and felt like not only did it click and resonate with the audience, but I left feeling like I want to do that again. That was fun. So uh, at that point, then I was just trying to figure out like, is that an, even an option? Like, is that a thing to be a speaker? So started kind of uh, browsing around Google and, and trying to figure out like, does anybody do this? Is this possible to even be a, a speaker? So found a couple of people that were, uh, that were speakers that were speaking full time. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's the thing I want to do. And so started kind of reaching out to some of them and connecting, building relationships with them and, and really just started building a speaking career. And so uh, that was about seven, eight years ago or so. And since then, uh, I've been able to speak at uh, over 400 paid speaking engagements, uh, almost close to half a million people that I've spoken to live and uh, been able to speak all over the place and just some really, really cool events. So as that translates into the, the podcasting world, one of the things I really like about speaking is you're able to really make a, a tangible difference with people. And I know that's one of the same reasons that you love podcasting so much is um, like we're really, I feel like we're really able to make a significant impact in the lives of other, other people. Uh, one of the challenges though with speaking is that it doesn't scale very well, meaning that uh, I am one person, I can only be in one place at one time speaking to one audience. Uh, and so it really kind of limits it down. So if I'm speaking to a group of a thousand people, that's great. I love that. That moment of talking to that audience, but that's the only audience I can talk to. Whereas right now, you and I can be having a conversation both in our, our home offices and we can have literally tens of thousands of people all over the world listening to this. So, so I was always intrigued by podcasting, but I wasn't really sure like, okay, what would I podcast about? And um, should I even do a podcast? There's a lot of podcasts that are out there. So uh, I, uh, I actually hired um, Jamie Tardy as a, uh, as a coach and said, okay, I, I know I want to do some type of podcast, but I'm not really sure who it would be for, what it would be about. And so we kind of walked through that journey. I paid a lot of attention to what you were doing, went through uh, some of your materials and your courses and just trying to figure out how do you actually do this? Not just from like the technical aspect, which you are the best at, but also just from like the, uh, some of the marketing side of it and just developing the, the content of it and what that would exactly look like. So I knew that that kind of quarter life crisis I had of figuring out, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Once I, when I kind of left that, that transition from going from the, the youth pastor world to being a speaker, I know a lot of other people were in that spot. So I thought that'd be interesting to kind of do a show around that, just kind of that transition and what that would be like. So we started a podcast, um, in 2014 in the spring called How Did You Get Into That? Where we just interviewed people doing interesting, unique types of work. And so we'd have, uh, you know, we had podcasters like yourself, Cliff. And then we had, we had like some random unique types of careers. We had a guy that was a, um, a Lego master builder on the show. We've had speakers. We've had a guy that was a chocolatier. Uh, he was a lawyer and then he quit his gig to become a, uh, a professional, like, he literally has his, his own chocolate factory, which is crazy. Um, a guy that was an NBA mascot, a guy that worked for Nike designing the Air Jordans, you know, so just some like crazy type of careers. And the idea was basically like, let's talk to people doing the interesting types of work to, to hear what was their story? What was their journey of how they got into it? Because maybe I don't necessarily want to design Air Jordans or play with, with Legos, although that's fascinating. But what was their journey to figure out what it was that they wanted to do? So that's kind of what we've been doing on the podcast uh, scene for a while is just figuring out uh, how we can tell some of those uh, some of those stories. So it's been a it's been a lot of fun. 
One of the interesting things about your entry into the podcasting world is just how quickly you amassed an audience and the marketing that you've done. Tell me, did you have an online following? Like, were you well known in social media before you launched the podcast or was everything pretty much offline and the speaking was like an offline business for you? Yeah, it was definitely the latter. It was way more offline because in fact, the bulk of the speaking that I did before I started the podcast, it was all primarily for high school and college students. And granted, some of them listened to podcasts, but it really, the podcast was never necessarily for them. It was more for, you know, the 20 and 30 somethings who were trying to figure out what they wanted to do with their life. And so, yeah, I did a lot of speaking, but I really, I never, even whenever I would go speak, I would never really talk about the podcast because it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't really for them. So in some ways, it was kind of a big transition to go from, I built a, a decent offline audience, but the thing I'm building online really isn't for them. So when I started in that, from, from, uh, from that perspective, I didn't, you know, I didn't really have an online audience. And so a lot of it was, um, just networking, putting out a quality show and trying to, you know, market it and promote it in a variety of different ways and just to gain some traction, uh, early on. So I think that's, I think that's a great encouragement for anybody that if you're looking to start a podcast or you just started a podcast, you don't need to have some significant name or some significant, um, following or brand or, or persona online. To, to build something. And the same thing is true offline with speaking. That's one of the things that we talk a lot about is that um, whenever I got started as a speaker, remember, I was, just, I was just a former youth pastor. I didn't have a big name. I didn't have a best-selling book. I didn't have some tragic life story of something that I've overcome. I was just a normal dude from the Midwest who had a pretty average life. And so I don't think you you have to come into it having some massive following. I think you it requires a little more hustle and more effort and being more strategic on on you know, on your part. But it, it definitely doesn't mean uh, that you can't you can't build that audience and you can't uh, multiply your your message and your impact. So Grant, here's one thing I'd like to do for just a few moments, if you don't mind. I'd like to know maybe the top two things that you did when you launched. How did you get into that as a podcast, having not had that? experience with an online audience, this online platform already, what did you think was moving the needle forward more than anything else? Yeah, I think one of the things is I reached out to anyone and everyone I had ever interacted with and said, hey, I've got this new show. If you can do a couple things for me, uh, if you can go leave us a rating and review. You know, I'd like for you to ideally listen to an episode first just so you can leave me an honest rating and review. Uh, I would love for you to subscribe to the show. I'd love for you to download the show. And rather than just like posting that on, on social media and just kind of this blanket blast of hopefully getting someone to take action, like actually going through emailing people one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, uh, sending Facebook messages of like just personalized messages like, hey, if I've never asked you to do anything in your life, can you just go do this for me? And uh, so making some of those personal requests. The other thing that we did that encouraged people to take that action was to, uh, we ran a contest. So I think we did it for like, I want to say maybe the first like two weeks or so of the show and said, hey, uh, I would love for you to go do these three things. Again, subscribe to the show, leave us a rating and review and subscribe to our email list. So getting people to take some really specific actions. And then I think we gave away like a like a 50 or $100 Amazon gift card, something like that. I don't remember exactly. Um, and so just getting like incentivizing people to take action on it and just help 
helping us spread the word. So those were a couple things that we just did early on. Again, utilizing new and noteworthy. Um, I was just pulling up here. If people want to, in fact, I just found the page, uh, grantbaldon.com slash contest. Again, grantbaldon.com slash contest. This is what we sent people to, and this is actually still up, so you can go look at this. Um, and so we even put screen shares um, of this, of like, here's whenever you go to iTunes, if you've never like left a rating and review, here's exactly where you follow the arrows and here's the button for subscribe. So just like walking people through that. So again, utilizing new and noteworthy, uh, making specific one-on-one personal ask, and then also kind of doing the group thing of doing some type of contest. Those are things that really help to kind of move the needle early on for us. And I want to point out something that I think that you've done that I think has moved the needle more than the average person. And it is your attitude of reaching out to people and offering assistance and help based upon whatever experience and wisdom and knowledge that you have. So my experience with you, Grant, I I get approached by a lot of new people who um, are looking to get into podcasting and, and want to kind of, you know, bump into an inner circle somehow and stuff like that. And I'm always on guard for people who are just looking to get something from me. One of the things that I noticed about you was just like, hey, my name's Grant. I just want to introduce myself to you. This is who I am. And if there's anything I can do to help you in any way, shape or form, this is what I'm an expert at and just want to leave it at that. And and I think that was my first introduction to you is you reaching out and just saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I, I'm helpful in. And if I can ever help you in any way, just let me know. And it just so happened to be that you were a public speaker and you've done keynotes and all of this other stuff. And I was at the time looking to take my public speaking to the next level. And so we all have people in our lives that say, you know, hey, if you ever need anything, just let me know. And I'm one of those guys. I don't tend to say that a lot because I don't have a lot of free time. And so when somebody says those words to me, I kind of wonder how genuine are they? So I'll never forget, Grant, the the time when I'm like, hey, you sent me an email and said, if there's ever anything I can do to just let you know. And I'm like, I'm getting ready to do some public speaking and I'd love to ask you some questions about a talk that I'm preparing for. And you're like, sure, when do you want to get on Skype? And we had, I think, probably a half an hour or 45 minute Skype call. And it was right before you were actually getting ready to get on stage for a keynote address at an event. Yeah. No, actually, I vividly remember that. I was getting ready to speak at uh, State Farm, their headquarters. And I was kind of between sessions. And I remember I you know, just hopped out into their lobby and we, we Skyped for a bit. Um, and yeah, I think that that... You know, whatever the skill that anybody has, like there's people in the world that that find value in that. And so sometimes what you, you know, if you've been like Cliff, for you, you've been doing podcasting so long that things that seem obvious to you may just be like mind boggling to other people. And I think that's the way with so many of us that the things speaking to me is like, you know, some of it I I really work hard at and some of it just kind of just kind of comes as second nature. So what may seem easy to you may just be crazy to someone else. So just being able to say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I know that you're maybe interested in, in looking for some help on something like this. And so, um, so it was a, it was a total win for both of us. You know, I, I love, love, love you kind of like going through and like outlining, Hey, here's the talk I'm thinking about. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm working on. And so just being able to say, Hey, I would do it in this order, or here's a story you should chime in and put this, you know, put this story here, or, or here's, here's where this anecdote would work really, really well, or here's a good punchline for that story. And just like being like, again, those things that just seem second nature to me, to you is like, Oh wow, that's, that's really helpful. I hadn't thought of that, you know? Uh, so it, it, it was, it was, uh, and then the, I guess to fast forward, 
I was at the the event where you you gave that keynote, and so to be able to sit in the back and watch some of that and remember, like, oh, I remember we talked about that, or yep. oh, cool, he did that, and like to me, it was just like almost like a proud parent, you know, or like oh, he told that thing and it worked and it was that went over so well, or oh, he nailed that, that was awesome, you know, like those things were just there was just it built a rapport and connection with us, not because at the time like any of us needed something from the other person, it's like just be useful, like be helpful to other people. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a, uh, I, I vividly remember that, that first Skype call and, and uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to connect through that. And that I think is probably the greatest takeaway from this conversation so far for people out there. Just be useful, just be helpful to others. I think that that's going to carry you much further than anything else you can do in marketing your podcast. I mean, obviously, you want to have a great show that sounds good, that you're putting out content that's worthy of people's time, effort, and energy to listen to. But man, if you want other people's assistance in helping get the word out, the easiest way to do that is building up some kind of level of reciprocity with them in such a way that you've been there, you've provided value to their lives, you've been helpful to them. And when Grant comes calling to me and say, hey, Cliff, would you be willing to help get the word out about XYZ? I'm like, instead of saying my initial thing, it's like, I'm sorry, I can't right now. I am instantly looking for, man, that's Grant that's asking this. Is there any way that I can possibly find a way to fit in my schedule to say yes to him? And the cool thing is, is it doesn't take an audience of thousands of relationships for you to be able to move the needle forward. For you, I'm sure it started out with 50 to 100 people that over the course of a year, you've just added tons of value to. And those are the people who turned around and bent over backwards to help promote and do the things that were necessary to move your needle forward. Absolutely. And in fact, I'll give you a quick example here. Um, uh, and I think we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit. But I, so I started the, the beginning of this, this particular year where we're recording this. Um, and this isn't the end all be all, but just for context sake, my, I had an email list of about three or 4,000 or so. And, uh, but I knew a lot of people were interested in the subject of speaking. So I started teaching more about speaking and talking a little bit more about speaking. And since then, and, and we're, we're about 10 months into the year right now, uh, I have, I've been able to grow my email list up to 21,000, um, which starting the beginning of the year at three, 4,000 and going whatever that exponentially goes to, uh, it's about 21, 22,000 or so. And again, the point isn't the, the email list size, not the end all be all, but, but being able to say, here's people that are interested in something that I can help them with. So how can I best help these people that are interested in that subject or topic? And as you begin to help more people on that subject or topic, word gets out, like word becomes like, who is the, like when someone wants to know who is someone that I need to go to on the subject of podcasting, like Cliff's the guy that everybody thinks of. Cliff's the guy that everybody, we recommend, go to Cliff, go listen to all of his stuff, watch his stuff, learn from his stuff, go to this his tutorials, go to check out Podcasting A to Z. That's where it's at. Because he has positioned himself uh, as that guy, not just from a marketing standpoint, which is fine, but also just like being incredibly helpful, incredibly valuable on that subject or topic. And you begin to grow uh, an audience very organically that way. Absolutely. Well, let's transition to the second reason of why I've had you on here, and it is because you do have something coming up. You and I are going to work together to create a webinar because my target audience, they've launched a podcast. They've been doing a podcast for the last couple months. Many of them have been doing it for the last several years. And one of the things that they've discovered as a result of doing a podcast is they love to speak. They tried to write books, many of them, but they just can't seem to get a book out because it's so tedious to sit in front of a keyboard and try to hammer it out. But man, when they speak, 
things flow. And a lot of them have this dream, hmm, I wonder what it would take for me to be able to get up on a stage and get paid to speak in front of an audience. I know that was a dream of mine a couple years ago, and I was able to make it a reality, but I would love to be able to help more of my audience learn how to take their skill of communicating with their voice and turn that into paid speaking gigs. And that's what you're going to help me do. What? Tell us a little bit about this webinar you and I are going to put together. Yeah. So Wednesday, November the 11th, we're hosting a free webinar where you and I are going to be hanging out. I want to be teaching like, how do you find speaking engagements? How do you connect with decision makers? How do you actually get paid for it and build a speaking business? Now, when I say speaking business, there's plenty of people listening that maybe you want to do this full time. Maybe you want to do 30, 40, 50 things. Maybe for you, you're like, I don't want to do that much. I'd, I'd love to do five. You know, Cliff, you're a good example. You probably don't want to do 30, 40 things. But if you had like five, maybe 10 things you could do and, and just, you know, as friends, I know that you do probably five to 10 events a year anyway. So figuring out like, what are those five? How do you find them? How do you connect with people? So we're going to be talking a lot more in depth on this. Uh, and so again, the webinar is going to be Wednesday, November the 11th. And in fact, if you've missed that date, if you're listening to this in the future, then uh, still go ahead and register for that. We'll send you out the, the replay of it. But you can uh, you can register for that over at podcastanswerman.com slash grant. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash grant. Again, totally free webinar. I'm going to be doing a lot of teaching and training at the end. I'm also going to be uh, doing a lot of live Q&A. So any questions you've got at all uh, about speaking, then we'll, we'll be getting into that. But here's one of the things I'm really excited about with this, Cliff, is that uh, I think one of the best ways you become better as a speaker is that you speak. You know, how do you become a better blogger? You write. You know, how do you become a better podcaster? You podcast. So there's no like secret sauce, but the more you speak, the more comfortable you feel, the more articulate you become, uh, the more confident you, you become. And so I think podcasting is such a phenomenal way for people to build that that public speaker skill. And so there's a lot of people that have been, uh, li- that are listening to this that have done, you know, hundreds of hours of recording of podcasting. And even some people that have done, that are just brand new, you know, you're 10, 20 episodes into your, your show, uh, but you have done so much more for your speaking business than you even realize just because you've had some of those at bats and you've been able to speak and be, again, be, be able to clearly articulate your ideas. So uh, again, like you said, there's so many so many uh, podcasters just like, I don't want to write. I don't really want to do video, but just something about flipping on the mic and talking to an audience and being able to share an idea or a concept to be able to encourage them or teach them or inspire them or motivate them or whatever it may be. Uh, that's where I think that the podcasters are such great fits for also uh, being speakers. I totally agree with you. And one of the things that I think that is very exciting as a podcaster and then going in and transitioning to speaking, especially when you're first starting out and you're speaking to a small audience. And when I mean a small audience, I'm talking an audience of maybe 20 to 60, maybe even 100 people. 100 is actually a lot if you're getting started. Uh, But one of the cool things about speaking to an audience is helping you get a really good feel for the value of the audience that you have as a podcaster. Because Here's what I can tell you. The average podcaster has just starting out over the past year has built an audience of a couple hundred, maybe even one or 2,000 people who are listening to their podcast. And Grant, I can't begin to tell you the number of times people have said to me, Cliff, I've been podcasting for X number of months or I've been podcasting for a year and I only have, insert whatever number of podcast listeners, you know, I'm only getting about 2,000 downloads per episode. Man, you become a public speaker and you stand up on stage in front of a thousand people, 
and you all of a sudden realize just how many people you're reaching when you actually look out into the sea of a thousand to two thousand people. Yeah, no, and that's so true. I've spoken to audiences as big as thirteen thousand, and that's a big room with a lot of people. And even like you said, whether it's it's uh, you know a thousand people, five hundred people, a hundred people, that's a lot of people. And again, keep in mind here, whenever you're going to give a speaking engagement, you're it's it's generally just kind of a one-off presentation. I'm talking to that group for a hundred, uh, that group of a hundred people that one time, and then we all go our separate ways. But when you're doing a podcast where these people oftentimes are subscribing, they're tuning into every single show. Imagine that, like you know whatever your, your podcasting cycle is, whether it's a couple times a week or every day or once a week, that every time you do that podcast that you have a hundred people or 500 or a thousand people that are showing up to hang on your every, it's not like they heard you once and they left and they went home. They came back and they want to continue to hear what it is that you are teaching them. And yeah, when you put that in terms of the perspective of the people in that room, that is massive. The number of people that are listening. So I would totally echo that. I would totally agree. I think that it's easy to get caught up in the numbers. It's easy to look at and say, well, how do I get bigger numbers? Uh, don't compare yourself to other people that are out there. I think that, that Cliff, you are someone that, that totally preaches and I totally agree. The the idea that, that quantity is more important than, or excuse me, quality is more important than quantity. Uh, but just being aware of that, that every single person that is listening to your show, or every single person that you're speaking to offline or online, you have the opportunity to make a significant significant impact and difference in their life. And that's definitely not something to be taken lightly. Again, whether that's 10 people or 10,000 people, you still have the opportunity to make a difference with your words. And that's a powerful, powerful thing that we've all been given. Absolutely. I know we'll cover more of this in the webinar, but I want to ask you what your thoughts are when it comes to getting started. What do you think about going out and finding some conferences like a pod camp or something like that where you can go and or a word camp? I think they also have ones called bar camp. And those three particular types of events are what they call unconferences, which means that anybody who wants to can volunteer to speak. And you're pretty much, depending on who the organizers are, you're pretty much guaranteed a speaking spot if you get in early enough. What do you think about starting out that way? Yeah, I think that's fine. I think it's fine for a couple different reasons. You know, sometimes speak whenever we talk about speaking and especially talking about paid speaking, it's easy to view doing free engagements as a bad thing. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that doing paid engagements is a bad thing. I think you just don't want to be clear of if I'm going to be doing a free event, why am I doing it for free? So there's a couple of things that come to mind for doing, let's say, a free pod camp or a word camp or something like that. Uh, one would be just to, again, we touched on this earlier, but just to get practice, just to get at bats. It's one thing to sit in your little home studio and talk to a microphone and look at a screen. It's another thing when you're in front of a live audience and, and you can't edit, you can't tweak things on the fly. You're, you're live. You got to go with what's coming out of your face. So you've got that aspect of just getting in at bat. Another thing is oftentimes you're going to uh, get some of that direct feedback from people. It, you're going to hear like you're going to be able to not only hear, but also see like what's resonating. What's click. Oh, I said that. And they really like that. They, that would really work with them. I need to make sure that I do more of that uh, whenever I speak on this subject and next time, you know, so you're able to see, get some of that live feedback. The other thing too, is just building some of those relationships and connections. Cause oftentimes, whoever it is that may be putting on an event, this may be a free thing for them, but they may also look for paid speakers for something else, or they may have networks and relationships with people. Uh, and one of the ways that most people recommend a speaker is if they've seen them. So if you go speak at some li or excuse me, some free event and you do amazing and some of the right people see you there, 
there's a good chance that they're going to recommend you to other people. I'll give you a great, a great example. Whenever I was first getting started, uh, I was invited to go speak at a, a, a conference in Oklahoma, a small little conference. And initially, I was like, eh. Like, like they basically paid for my travel, and that was it. I mean, it was basically break-even. And so I was really kind of hesitant to do it and wasn't really sure it was going to be a, you know something I'd, I'd like to do. But decided I'd go do it. I wanted to, again, get a good at bat and continue to get better as a speaker. So I went and spoke at it, and it was for this smaller state organization. Well, lucky for me, um, the the uh, the national director's wife happened to be at this conference. And so she saw me speak. She's like, that was amazing. So what does she do? She calls her husband and says, you need to have this guy come speak at the national conference. So that small conference that was, you know, like 100, 200 people or so ended up leading to a conference that I was able to keynote of, of three or 4,000 people. Uh, why? Because the right person was in the room. Now you can't predict that and you don't know who's going to be in the room, but uh, the more opportunities you have to speak, the more likely people are going to who are going to see you. And over time, as you become a good quality speaker, then a lot of it just becomes kind of word of mouth. That, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I saw Cliff speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw John speak. Oh, I, I saw Karen speak. And they were awesome and you need to have them. Because it's not just like, I think they might be good. They have a decent podcast, so they might be okay. No, 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 like I saw this person speak and they're really, really good and you should have them. So uh, a lot of that just comes down to word of mouth, but that takes place when people have actually seen you speak. Grant, let's just say somebody who's listening, they're an expert in whatever industry or field that they're in, and as a result of following the advice that they'll grab out of your webinar that you're doing with me, they start getting some industry events. You know, Their industry has conferences that are well-known in their own particular industry, and so they get invited to come to these events. On average, what would you say, and I know this is going to vary widely depending on what industry and stuff and what events, how much do people normally get paid to do an event? Yeah, that's a great question. And you're right that there are a bunch of variables. And we'll talk about some of the variables on the on the webinar. But as a general nutshell, it's not unrealistic to charge between 1000 and 2500 for uh, uh, your first keynote paid presentation. Now, a couple of a couple of, of caveats with this. This one is you have to be a halfway decent speaker. Like if you've never spoken, you've never interacted with humans and you've never done anything like this, it's not going to go well for you realistically and so it's going to be hard to charge. But if you're someone that like, yeah, I've done, you know, I've done a handful of free things and I get some decent feedback and I'm not a complete bomb. You know, if you look on like the 1 to 10 scale and the 10 is the most polished, most amazing speaker you've ever you've ever seen, you don't need to necessarily be an 8 or nine to get paid to speak. I mean, you can realistically be a, you know, a four, five, six and get paid to speak. Uh, so you got to have some at least at bats under your belt there. Um, but it is definitely uh, a thousand percent realistic. For, for an example, my very first keynote presentation that I get, like my first paid one, again, I'd done a couple free things before. So I at least had a couple at bats under my belt, but my first paid engagement, uh, I was paid a thousand dollars to speak for uh, about 45 minutes, which was just mind boggling to me. That was just totally, totally crazy. So I think, uh, especially if you're focused on, on some type of specific industry, um, that, that is a great, great place to start. And again, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, on the webinar, but it, it works really, really well to define some of those um, paid speaking engagements by focusing on the industry that your, your podcast is already about. I've seen in my own experience as a paid speaker over the last couple of years, on average, I ask for $2,500 for a speaking event plus all travel expenses. So they'll pay for airfare and hotel and all of that stuff and, and transportation to and from the airport. Yeah. So which, which, and to think about that for a second, you know, like you just, I know you just spoke in, um, uh, in Europe, 
for mm-hmm. uh, for a conference, you know. So being able to go, let's say that they didn't even pay you, but they just covered your travel. Well, look at it from the perspective of you just got a free trip to Europe. You know, like how many people would love something like that? And so uh, there are times where uh, you can include your, you know, you can include your family on it, or maybe you have some type of of product that you can sell on the back end, whether that's an actual physical product, maybe it's some type of consulting or coaching, um, some type of training program, or maybe you you might go speak for free, and maybe you generate revenue uh, on the back end of people that are like, I would love to have you come speak at my event, or I'd love to, you know, hire you as a consultant or a coach or something. So there's a lot of ways to generate revenue as a speaker beyond just getting um, paid to go do that one particular event. But uh, I think that's one of the, the fun things about speaking is, is there's same with a podcast. You know, people ask all the time, you know, how do you monetize a podcast? You know, that's probably one of your bigger questions. And it's not just through ads. Ads is one way, but it's certainly not the only way. And same with speaking. You can get paid just from getting a, a honorarium, a check that you charge to fee for to go speak. But there's a lot of ways that you can generate revenue from speaking. Absolutely. You know, I just got an email yesterday from somebody who met me at the platform conference that I did in Colorado last year, and she's getting ready to sign up for my podcasting A to Z course either today or tomorrow, and that's going to be $2,000 right there. And she discovered me in November of last year in Colorado while speaking at the platform conference, and she is not the only one who has signed up as a result of that conference. So regardless of how much I got paid, I've probably generated outside of being paid travel, hotel, or anything like that, just in the fact that people who are in the audience who have signed up for my 2000, which is actually getting ready to go to 3000 in 2016. But anyway, I've, I've made over somewhere between twelve dollars to $14,000 already and getting ready to add another $2,000 on top of that. And here's the thing. In that audience, there were hundreds of people, and I will tell you that it'll still trickle in. Uh, There'll still be about four or five or six more people over the next year that met me at that conference who will eventually sign up for my course as well. I would totally a thousand percent echo that. Um, there are, and I can think of a lot of different examples uh, that come to mind for myself. But that's a great example of sometimes we think, well, oh, I didn't, I didn't get paid at that one thing, or I didn't, I didn't, I only got, you know, uh, they only covered for my my travel. But you don't understand like the trickle down effect, especially if you're offering something on the back end, where just because someone heard you speak and they didn't buy right then doesn't mean that they will never buy. You know, they may be interested in podcasting, but they're not doing a podcast right now. But whenever I get ready to do a podcast, I'm gonna think of Cliff. And I remember that talk that he gave and I'm going to, he's definitely the guy that I'm going to go to. And so that's a great example of you could go speak at a conference and I don't, you know, I don't know with platform if you're paid or not paid, but that's beside the point because there are people that signed up for your course that there's revenue directly attributed to that speaking engagement. So on the outside, it'd be easy to say, oh, well, if you didn't get paid anything, then you just did it for free. But really when you dig into it, you're like, no, 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 no. Like that one speaking engagement was actually worth thousands and thousands of dollars. So yeah. uh, that's where that's where speaking get, gets really, really fun. It is. In fact, just for the record, Michael paid me extremely well to be a, a speaker there and he, he, he top notch over there all the way. Cool. Uh, another thing that I love about speaking, uh, Grant, one thing, I'm an introvert. Not yep. a people, not a lot of people know that about me, but I'm an introvert. And so I'm not the type of guy who's going to go to an event and I'm going to go up and introduce myself to people. Yeah. And obviously there are some conferences I'll go to where it's all podcasters or all social media people. And they already, you know, because of the brand recognition I've already built, they come up to me anyway. But there are some times when I would go to a conference and if they didn't already know who I was, I guarantee you, I'm going to go through the entire event and I won't meet anybody. 
because I'm that kind of person. But here's what I can tell you, that if I'm actually speaking at that event, and one ex- one such example of this was the very first ever FinCon. Uh, PT Money put together a financial bloggers conference, and I spoke at his very first one, and no, hardly anybody at that event knew who I was. And so I did this first day and a half, I didn't speak to hardly anybody. But then I spoke, and after I spoke, I was, there was probably three to five people surrounding me at all times until finally everybody left to go home. Yeah. And the cool thing is not only does it open up the opportunities and introduce you to the world of of the people that are there and they're now interested in things that you have to share of value, but there's the other benefit of that face-to-face interaction. I can tell you that every single time I go to an event, and I actually shake somebody's hand and I look into their eyes and have a conversation with them, my relationship is much deeper than any other relationship that I'll have just in exchanging some comments back through social media back and forth. Yeah, I would totally, totally agree with that. And then I'm the same way. I'm very, very introverted, you know. And so uh, I think we, I think we talked about that a little bit at dinner uh, in Vegas. That we both we like hanging out with people. It's fun, but we're also like, no, I'm good to just sit in my room by myself. And just uh, I remember you. What was the? Uh, you made some illustration that I told you about it in Vegas, and I'm drawing a blank on what it was now. Um, Oh man, I don't remember what, maybe like a wall outlet or charger or something. Oh yeah, uh, it was um, the flashlight. You know, there, there are some yeah. people. Yeah. The the analogy is that some people how they energize or how they get energy. You know, yeah. s- sometimes your flashlight and they have those little uh, chargers in it. And anyway, the whole idea is that when you're in front of an audience or in front of an entire cr- crowd of people, that that people energize you. They they give you energy. But um, it, it, so if you're an extrovert, you're the flashlight and, and it's that one that has a little um, generator inside of it. You shake it enough and it, and it actually powers the flashlight. If you're an introvert, you're more like a USB power supply. And what you're doing is you're, uh, if you can imagine, you're a USB power supply and you, a little battery. You know, the, you know what I'm talking about, these little charger yep. batteries you carry around from Mophie or whatever. And, and just if you can imagine, you have, let's just say, 15 USB ports on your body. And what, what happens is everybody, when they come up and talk to you at a conference, they plug their phones into your USB port and, and slowly drain your battery. Now, are you giving energy to those people? Yes. Are you giving value? Yes. Are you, but what you're doing is you're actually giving of your, your energy force. And so an introvert is like a backup battery that you're giving to other people. And so what I have to do is I have to go back to my hotel room and plug into the AC outlet by myself alone <laughs> To, to recharge that power. That was the illustration. Yeah, and I, and I've, I feel a thousand percent the same way. And I think the point is that you don't have to, I think sometimes it's easy to see someone on stage and think, oh, well, to be a speaker, you have to be this, you know, uh, this, this boisterous, uh, loud, uh, charismatic, public speaker, extrovert. Like, no, you don't, you know. Uh, Part of being a public speaker is that you are you, you know. Uh, And oftentimes speaking is just kind of a... um, 
a, a heightened sense of, of who you are, you know? So I like to be encouraging. I like to be motivational to people. I like telling stories. I like making people laugh. And so that's a lot of what I do as a speaker is it's not like this thing that you're just flipping on and off. It's just like, this is just an accentuated version of myself, depending on the, you know, the, the size of the audience. But so yeah, you don't necessarily need to be this, this uh, raging extrovert or anything to be a speaker. Not at all. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to help people become paid public speakers we're going to do that, guys, on Wednesday, November 11th. Sign up today for the free webinar with myself and Grant. Come join us, podcastanswerman.com slash Grant. Grant, thank you so much for coming on the show today, having a conversation. Congratulations on all your podcasting success, and I look forward to talking with you and all of my community who comes and joins us on November 11th. Hey, it's going to be a great time, Cliff. I've had a lot of fun hanging out with you now. I have a lot of fun hanging out with you in person. Definitely going to have a lot of fun on November the 11th. And like I said, we're going to be going over a detailed plan, step-by-step plan to help you get booked and paid to speak, but also going to be doing a lot of live Q&A. So if you've got any questions at all about speaking, uh, even podcasting, like come, like we'll have stuff to talk about, but also it'll be a fun chance for Cliff and I to hang out with you. So make sure you, you don't miss it. Absolutely. Podcastanswerman.com slash Grant. Grant, thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Helping you take everything you do to the next level.